I stay down with the same gang every day now When the thing changed but the way out, it's the layout, nigga Big M's, nigga <laughs> Yeah, yeah Put the lights down, turn the bass up One time for the pay cuts And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit They try but couldn't break us What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga, we still here That fake shit, we cutting it out Money come make sure the cougar dick their shit And we are back, what up, Big Mike? Yo, what up? This uh, waiting on banks as usual. <laughs> wow, so, you know, get myself together. Got my lighting good now, so. Oh yeah, looking Wait. crystal clear, sir. Yeah, well, the camera's coming too soon, so. Oh, you know, oh, wait, wait till that yeah. mic come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gonna make Tony Stark Jr. stuff his game up? That's what I'm talking about. Well, I thought I got the camera with the built-in mic. What's up with those? Whatever. All right, I'm just saying because you have that wonderful booming voice. So people in the audience, yeah. if you think Mike will uh, sound better professional, Mike, because I certainly think he would. That's just me, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get that eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm just taking gonna, off tomorrow, huh? What'd you say? Taking off tomorrow, huh? Um, you. Well, yeah, because I had to do other projects like this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We got to get it done. We got to get back on our regular routine, man. Yeah. So I'm just going to post all these to Instagram and whatnot and on yeah. Facebook as we wait for banks. Yeah. But uh, you've been uh, looking at the numbers all day for the polling? Yeah. I mean, it's one of our first topics to talk about, man. We I said it earlier. I think one of our previous show that, that the election will not be over, you know, uh, on that night. And I uh, proven the fact and whatnot, you know, and probably he'll probably fight this for two or three months. Honestly, Trump, you know, loses stuff like that. Yeah. Didn't he say you know, he'll, hard, he'll get his uh, lawyers to start recounting already? Already, already, bro. He's going. You know, I said, I said he gonna leave like Nixon, like on the front lawn. Oh, he got booted out and stuff like that. Damn, you said he gonna get thrown out like Jazzy Jeff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we can get uh we can get John's take when he comes on. But what were your thoughts when you saw people like Little Wayne and for a little bit Fifty Cent? And all these other rappers and uh, socialites and celebrities supporting Trump. Oh, uh, damn! I forgot to show fly right now. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I don't see. It's crazy because we don't know the exact details of this platinum plan, and and of course whether it was valid or not. Probably right. not. Who knows? But you know, um, I was surprised, and I think um, you know there could be. Like I was hearing stuff about you know. Maybe he promised to take care of their, you know, back taxes or promise to money, literally, <laughs> or promise to, you know, get somebody out of jail. They know who knows and whatnot. So that could have been it. Um, I think Ice Cube, think about Ice Cube is that people don't realize or remember, but Ice Cube's always been a political aficionado, a politi- yeah, political aficionado. Even back when, like when he first left NWA, you can see interviews of him talking about politics and stuff like that. And that's in like his early 20s. So he's always been invested in this stuff. So I think for people, it came out of nowhere, but I guarantee that Ice Cube has been following this day by day and looking at each, you know, 
plan at each side before he decided to, you know, endorse or have a meeting with Trump or whatever he did or stuff like that. So, um, like Wayne, yeah, I mean, the whole joke about he didn't even read his contract with baby. <laughs> okay, I get that. Like that. But I won't downplay Ice Cube and his um, his political knowledge and you know, what's going on, you know, in the U.S. right now. Absolutely, because even with his contract with Black America, he got some of the brightest minds in the world to help him with that. So he's going to be very aware and he's definitely going to do his research. So I appreciate that. And it's kind of he's kind of illustrating one of the, the things that I've been talking about is is like we can't focus on the, the dual party system anymore. We got to focus on what's great for us first and everyone else later. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, that's one part of it. I know on my um the show I watched with the uh, the stock market show I watched. Um, shouts out to uh, EYL on your leisure and stuff like that. And on Market Mondays, mm-hmm. one of the guys on there, he was saying that, you know, he's been independent forever and that he doesn't choose, you know, based off of the parties or, 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 or you know, that nature. He, he chooses based off what he hears and what he feels like that particular person would do best and whatnot. I mean, I guess that's the closest thing we got to not being two party is by having independent there as well. But, you know, um, I don't know if we ever get any better than that. And see, that's the thing, though, because I feel like with all these, you know, rappers and celebrities and people with a higher net wealth, let's say, voting for Trump would actually be better for them. I mean, if the taxes, yeah, on a $400,000, you know, tax, you know, deduction or whatever. I mean, yeah, financially, yes. I mean, literally, it would be and whatnot. But there's other aspects besides financially and of course you know the lower middle lower class you know that 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 tax won't affect us so we more have to deal with the stuff that the regular everyday stuff that trump and i don't know see the thing about trump is that his his um his his personality you know and just who he who he is it just i think makes the people you know do certain things you know racism you know racist wise and and uh, stir crazy and, and cause these uh, things to happen um, just because he's so polarizing, so so to speak. So that's the thing about him is that he, you know, like, I don't know if he's an outright person. Like, I hate black people, right? But I think some of the things he says um, and, and incites other people to want to be racist, stuff like that. Absolutely. And Pusher T had some bars off the track, right? Wayne complaining about the Biden tax plan but had no issue when Birdman did it to him for 30 years that I, I was like eesh <laughs> i mean yeah but you know everything gotta have context too man like you know uh, like when like baby found wayne he was speaking 10 11 years old like you know he got a got him and his mother up the project stuff like that so it's, it's a long story too so you know like I, like we see things on the outside but it's always a deeper story is all i'm saying stuff like that Absolutely. And as we add to the food for the culture story, thank you everyone for watching and listening. And we actually have a new guest. E-Money is in the building. Yo, E, can you hear us? He'll hear us in a second. We're, yes. uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties, folks. <laughs> oh, get there. But E, just let you know, E has been an avid... Um, uh listener and um and a communicator on uh poetic charm almost every week he's in the comments dropping some gems um and he, he is actually a longtime childhood friend of mine who i've known for 
many, many years. And just this year, when I finally hopped on Facebook, I kind of reconnected with him and stuff like that. And he started watching all my shows right away. And he definitely wanted to come on. So wanted to bring him on to see what he had to bring to the table. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Big Mike. And I appreciate Brother E for listening. So we appreciate you and your wisdom and the wise comments as always. So once we get the mic situated, you there, E-Money? Yeah, what is going on with my mic? Oh, we what can hear you. Now? We can hear you. Oh, we can hear you. Can you hear yeah. us? Oh, oh, okay, okay. We good. Okay. What's going on, big bro? Nothing over here dealing with these dogs and these kids, but I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Good, good, good to have you on, man. Seriously, seriously. I was just telling them that you, you know you're always in the comments on the other shows. We appreciate you watching and listening and stuff like that. Uh, so, yo, wait, guys, I'm on the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Please, thank you. Yeah, you might gotta go outside with another room or stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, they wild. <laughs> All right. So, E, can okay, I get your guys, can I get good. your your yeah, thoughts on this? With uh, with Little Wayne and everything, and how he was supporting Trump after a uh, a conversation with him and whatnot. I'm not feeling Little Wayne at all. Mm. You know I'm not. There's no way I'm feeling him. I'm not feeling him. That was a sucker way to go out. You know, Birdman did you dirty, and you taking it out on all of us. That's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. What about uh all, all the other rappers, Fifty and uh, Ice Cube and a bunch of I, other I, ones? I, I, I feel Fifty is uh just just playing. I honestly do. I feel Fifty <laughs> is just just trying to get little laughs at out Instagram. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, Fifty usually says something polarizing, then backtracks. So that's kind of his mo anyway. But. At the same time, yeah. he's also in that tax bracket as well. So supporting Trump would literally support him. So I feel like that would be the fiscal fiscal responsible thing to do that his paid accountant would tell him to do. Like do uh, having this type of tax break for your tax bracket would literally benefit you long term. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's probably... I, I, I think he's partly trolling, but partly serious, I would say. Because 50 about his money. We yes. all know that, you know, one way or another, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, so I feel like part of that. And I feel like, you know, like a lot of these uh, uh, more people on a higher tax bracket, let's say, um, they, they probably are having a um, little battle within. Like, yo, listen, I don't like this dude. He's evil, but I like my money. So, that's, you know, <laughs> that, that, that calls them to kind of... You know, you know, having that battle with him, I don't have that problem, you know, thankfully and whatnot. But I definitely can see um, how it can get to that and whatnot. But um, let's move on forward, man. Um, about the, uh, the other, I guess it was last week, right? It was the, the, the shooting that happened in Philadelphia. That oh, got killed yeah. in front of his mom and uh, turned into some uh, some more protests that night. Um, what, what, did you did you read that? Did you see that story, Josh? And what do you think about that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw the actual video, which was terrifying, right? So it was just one of those things where it, it sucks, though, because at the same time, I think everyone who watched that was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" When when he started, like, you know, uh, let's say With walking walking towards the police. <laughs> so I was like, "Yo, like, what do you think was going to happen at the end of the day? It shouldn't have happened, regardless." 
But as we what we've seen in 2020 as a whole, even in the last three months, what what did we think was going to happen? And everyone was I feel like not enough people were holding him back. The dude in the car was just filming. If that's your longtime right. friend, get out the car and stop him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then, um, you know, it's funny because I just we just had this conversation at the barbershop a few weeks ago. Right. Um, with uh, Nas. Shout out to Nas. Right. Mm-hmm. And Nas was saying that there's never a reason to for a cop to shoot someone. And and and, it, and Jazz said, what if you got a knife coming towards you? And Nas was like, if, if it's only a knife, then I'm going I'm to, you know, get the knife from him without killing him. I'm going to shoot him somewhere else, stuff like that. But um, Jazz was saying, which is true, that that cops are taught to shoot dead center mass. They're not ever taught to yeah. shoot at a shin or a leg or a foot or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, dead center mass is a kill shot. Correct. Exactly. But that's that's what they're taught. So, I mean, I feel like somebody should have helped the mother who was trying to stop him instead of just filming or watching it, like you said. Um, I feel like... Uh, at this point, things are so tense that no matter if the police are following their training and doing what they're supposed to do, it still would have led to mass protest in this area because things are so crazy within the you know community right now and stuff like that. So almost police got to be more careful because uh, as far as killing somebody, because, you know, even if they're like 100 percent right. Right. And probably will lead to a protest. You know, regardless, or or things going crazy at this at this point, you know, in our country. So. Yeah, it was interesting because we even saw in the video that the police in this instance, as opposed to other instances, you know, they actually were, let's say, walking away and running away, as we saw when, let's say, people who are different race were pursuing mm-hmm. them. They did the same thing here, so I was like, all right, that 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 was a little different, but at the same time, I still got to put the accountability on both. The young man, unfortunately, but more specifically, the police, because they should be trained to de-escalate that without firearms. You have tasers, guys, right? You could t- you could sell you could t- yeah. you could tell he was not in his right mind. And I just want to play this clip that I saw from the UK of how people and let's say the police force and abroad are trained to de-escalate certain situations. So I'm gonna play that real quick and get y'all thoughts on that. Okay. From the UK, an amazing video for edged weapon training. London police engage with a distraught man wielding not scissors or a knife, but a machete, all captured on a smartphone from across the street. His ability to move is not completely obstructed by either the officers or by the vehicles, but he is more or less surrounded. You can see the man passing around on the street or moving forwards and backwards, side to side, front and back. Each of them trying to continue to verbally de-escalate the situation over a period of time. You could probably say they've contained him without restraining him. And they keep this situation going backwards and forwards for some minutes whilst other officers are bringing uh, what we would call uh, public order shields uh, to, the, to the location. And in a coordinated movement, they move towards him um, so that he, there's no way he's going to be able to use that weapon or go anywhere else. He's, he's ended up placed on the ground with the use of the shields, the weapon's taken from him, and then he's stood up and handcuffed and detained. The incident ends with a man taken to hospital. Do you think that man would have survived in North America? No. No, he wouldn't have survived. Wouldn't have survived a couple of minutes, probably. 
So what's to be learned from that? Well, it is doable without firing your firearm. So there are other ways of going about it. That, that's all I'm saying. That are strategic. That, that uh, let's say, lead to public safety short term and long term. Because doing this way, there's no reason for a protest. And where did they take him? They take they take him to the hospital, not in a body bag, right? But probably to an insane asylum to figure out what's mentally wrong with the with the young man. Um, yeah, I agree. But that goes back to the training. So to your right, it's it's really, you know, because um, from what from what from what I was told, like with the United with the United States, um, in those situations. It's so bad. Like if the cop does not shoot dead center mass and goes by his own way, he can get reprimanded or brought up for investigations for, let's say, shooting at a foot when they were coming at you with a knife and stuff like that. So it's crazy. It's like either you kill him or you you might lose your, your position. So it's really really crazy, and um in, in the United States, so, um in that regard. But um moving on forward, Josh, let me let's talk about we talked about this a little bit in our chat. The WNBA players. And um, they kind of said, and, and again, this is a month in review, everybody. So it's not like just recent topics because we haven't been on for, for a few weeks. But uh, WNBA players say they make less uh, because the league, um, their league is mostly black. And a lot of the players are are um, are, are gay. And uh, unlike soccer players, which they are, you know, which WNBA players are quoted saying as more pretty white girls and I guess more feminine. Um, do you believe that to be true, Josh? Well, before we get into that, I just wanted to play the clip in, in its entirety for context for everyone else. All right, cool. Be completely like blunt, but also kind of simple. Soccer players generally are, you know, cute little white girls. And I think basketball players, we're, we're all shapes and sizes. We have, like I said earlier, you know, 70 to 80 percent black women, um, a lot of gay women. We're tall. We're big. And I think there's just maybe like this intimidation factor with that. Um, you know, people are quick to talk about it, judge it, put it down. And, I, and soccer, you just don't see that just based on how they look. And if Pelosi and Mnuchin get an agreement. And that was the uh, legend Sue Bird with their comments on that. So, yes. And before we get that banks in the building. There he is. <laughs> yo, yo. yo, we're gonna oh, yeah. we, we have to send Banks your light, uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, who knows where Banks is at? By the way, we never know. It's, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Vegas. We go. We know the answer to that. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. What you mean? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yo, he, he be going so much. He, he just got his shades from Vegas, but guy, he was even there. <laughs> I know that was crazy. <laughs> this guy, but um, what, WNBA players, Josh. I know you had thoughts on that. So what were your thoughts? Absolutely. So essentially, I do think it has to do with marketing, right? And I agree with what Sue Burr said. But at the same time, if you're equating that to how people make less money. Well, that's true. Also because for the marketing factor, number one, number two, I feel like uh, in today's society, it's, it's looked down upon to objectify uh, women. But if you think about male professional sports, men are also very much objectified as well. I think if you look at uh, any woman who is being very transparent, she will admit one of the best part of ladies watching football is to watch the men in tights. 
And that's marketed that way. You have these athletes and they're objectified for their bodies, right? So the same way that, let's say, in, in soccer, right, or internationally called football, you have the athletes also uh, marketed and objectified for their physiques. That's part of the, the pool of, you know, professional sports, in my opinion. That's part of the marketing aspect. Part of it is the personality. And the other aspect is how you look. That's just the reality. So, so with I, that, that being said, you feel like they, they never can catch up on the scale uh, financially. Um, if they want to go about it this way, probably not. Because at the end of the day, even the people, we talked about this before in this platform, even the people who are saying they should get equal pay. And again, mathematically, I'm not sure how that's possible. Number one. Number two, you got to have the same demand in the marketplace. So the same people who are saying you should get paid more aren't even watching your own games. They're just arguing for argument's sake because they believe in the point, which is fair. It's valid. But mathematically, there's just the supply and demand is just different. And that that's not not just with WNBA, NBA. That's from the NBA to the NFL, from the NBA to the uh, Major League Baseball, from NBA to, you know, and other sports. It, that's just the demand. And how about to what they were talking about? I think you're the only official uh, very avid soccer fan. Is that what it is? Like it's soccer, just uh, women's soccer, just much bigger than WNBA? Uh, I would actually say our female sports might be are bigger than international women's sports. Okay. So I'm actually surprised that I, I would actually argue that the WNBA is probably the most sophisticated female uh, sports organization in the world. Um, you might want to put in tennis as well with the was the WTA and whatnot, right. but in terms of like team sports, not just like right. individual sports or uh, LPGA things like that. Mm -hmm. But besides those two entities, I would say WNBA is probably at the top of the list. Okay, uh, uh, e, 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 I don't know if he's still here on mute right now. Let's go to Banks. Then Banks, what you uh, what are your thoughts about the WNBA players saying why they're making less money these days? He sleep. Hey, what are your thoughts on that? I think Rex frozen. Nah, it's like you guys are choppy, so I can't really hear you. It's like can't explain it. Like, like you guys are underwater. Well, that's gotta Talk be right here. Yeah, we're we're fine, bro. We hear each other fine. Josh, you can hear me fine too. Yes. Yes. Oh, what in the world? All right. Well, you work on that. Whatever is fine. We'll bring you back. Hey, uh, Josh, so you think that um, cause I think we, we talked about the video game, them getting on the on the NBA game. NBA 2K, that's right. They're having their own career mode, which I think is cool. I think that's a great step. Yeah. I, you think that will, I was going to think that will help them now. Uh, uh, you know, as far as money, uh, money revenue, generating revenue wise. It could definitely help. It's definitely not going in the wrong, you know, wrong direction. As far as FIFA, which is the the soccer game, uh, you, right now you only have the women's international teams uh, playing, which is also cool. But you don't really have like a, a career mode as as you would in the in the WNBA. So I think that's different. I think that's pioneering. That's pretty cool, and maybe it'll help in terms of making them more marketable and household names. But at the end of the day, it has to go by personalities and who they see in commercials on social media. So unless the players are marketed on social media in the same way or in the same strategic way as the as the NBA players or other professional athletes who are male, 
then you're really not going to get the same uh, return on investment because even let's say women in other sports, right? Such as track athletes who are very, let's say prominent on Instagram because they are literally showing off their physiques. So that's, that's, that's going to be the main element. So if they're not comfortable doing that, I respect that. That's perfectly fine. We see in the WNBA, they're wearing a lot of uh, baggy clothes. That's cool too, right? But as I said with the NFL, they're wearing tighter-fitting things, right? And other sports, women are wearing tighter-fitting things. I think as men, we are all aware of what female body, excuse me, female volleyball players wear. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because this kind of brings in another uh, passion of yours, gaming, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think this is just a, this is a test to see, can they get their own game instead of being in, in the NBA 2K? Nah, if I would them, I would definitely combine that. You definitely want to have them together. Okay, so don't give them like a WNBA 2K, you're saying. Right. I, to me, I would ah. I would definitely consolidate that because you have the WNBA, which is essentially a subsidiary of the NBA. So to me, it would make more sense to be on NBA 2K personally, but that's just me. Gotcha. Okay, I was wondering about the gaming aspect. I'm looking at it as more like a test to see who, how much people are actually going to use those players. They can track that, right? Yes. By it being used. Yeah, to be able to see if they want to, um, you know, give them their own game later on and stuff like that. Definitely. That's my thoughts. Uh, all right, let's move on forward, man. Uh, e, are you good? You sound good? You straight? Yeah, I'm good now. Yeah, yeah, it's this fool. <laughs> okay. Um, moving forward, man. Uh, that's a big dog, by the way. Um, all right, so the, um, yeah, Josh. Know. As we have uh, been on this roller coaster, man, the, the corona cases are going up again. And I think you you would know as people as person who um, talks to people in Europe uh, all the time that I guess they had another shutdown, right? At some point. Yes, they are. Um, they are preparing for a, another sh- shutdown, unfortunately. But that seems like it's on the horizon. Right. So my question is that if we're moving towards another one, do you think we can survive it economically in this country? Um, I would say some industries. Yes, because they I think they it is uh, recession proof or not only recession proof, but pandemic proof. And now we have, a, I guess, in the financial term, we have two different uh, terms now. Right. Not just yeah. uh, recession proof, but also pandemic proof. That's true. So. I would say uh, restaurants that are optimized, let's say their business model is optimized for takeout and not just having sit in. Because I know a lot uh, are predicated on how much people spend time actually at the establishment as opposed to purchasing the food as transactional. Like, you know, uh, either have delivery or, you know, have it to go. Right. Well, yeah, because some restaurants are they're their their mindset the longer you're in it the more you order right so you sit the longer you get dessert you get coffee you order more things the longer you're there and stuff like that so that makes sense um and so especially yeah, with, the, with the ambiance as well like a lot of you know a lot of restaurants pay a lot of money and attention to detail on the ambiance as you said just to get people to stay there right because and then alcohol is super expensive so again longer you're there the more you drink stuff like that oh so man and liquor licenses can be very expensive depending on where you are Right, right, right. But as a so as a whole, I know we yeah, that's, a, they're ridiculous. Yeah, uh, 
I think he froze just now, pretty much. But as a whole, oh, there you go. So, so, E, what's your thoughts on the corona and a possible shutdown moving forward if it happens again? How would it affect, you know, you and economics, stuff like that? Uh, all right, so thought-wise on the, on the corona, at first I was thinking it was a uh, – it was I knew it was real, but I thought they were just messing us. Like, I thought just telling us this, get us prepared ahead of time before it even hit us. But now, you know, the death rates keep going up, and I still got to ask people, how many people do you know that have COVID? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you guys know anybody? Anybody? What? Uh, I mean, I know somebody. Like, yeah, it, I know a few it, people. It, yeah. And I do, too, but they were, you know, they were okay after a while type of thing. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, my girl, her friend called it supposedly... And she was worried about her son. And they told her to go to work the, like the, the week after. She had to go to work around people that are, you know, don't have right good immune systems or anything. Mm. So I think that is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, real crazy. Economically, to go back to my question, man, I, I don't know, Josh, uh, honestly, because they're still struggling right now to maintain what uh, having these small capacities and things like that, several different companies. Now, tech-wise, it'll probably be better, you know what I mean? Because tech will just keep zooming and zooming, you know, for lack of a better term, zooming and stuff like that. But um, no pun intended. But but I think, um, you know, other, you know, every day, the mom and pops, the, you know, the, the little shops you go into, things like that, they will suffer. So I think they're trying to avoid it. At most as possible, but I don't know if they can because we're back to what we were before the summertime even hit. So I have no idea. So uh, economically, is the, is the biggest worry right now, um, you know, overall. But I'll move on forward, man, to pop culture. Next topic. Hopefully, we can get Banks back in the building for that, but we'll see. But um, let's start with you, E. Uh, I think uh, it was an academic post. You got that, Josh, about Drake? Oh, yeah, I got you. Here we go. Charlamagne said that he feel like Drake has actually dropped a lot of subpar music this year. He said, besides Laugh Now, Cry Later, which is a good record, everything else was subpar. Let's let's really evaluate what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. I'm tapped in. Because to keep it real, he's dropped some songs where, lyrically, I think he's, he's been in rare form. When you say God's plan, I just seen a stat the other day that that shit is like the most streamed record in Apple Music history or something like that. Yep. I don't think that anything that he's been putting out this year has been to that level god's plan is a once i think once in a generation song lebron averages 28 8 and 8 but he had kicked out kicked out the first round and we're like oh man lebron had a week here that's a he's great year been, he's never been kicked out the first round. all right he didn't make the playoffs I okay so look so that's the whole there. point wait, wait wait i don't think this year he makes the playoffs like the, the first year lebron with the lakers he was injured Okay, so A, hey, what do you think about Drake this year? Um, you know, they're saying they, they have an off year, they drop subpar music. What do you think? I kind of feel like they don't know what they're talking about. That man don't got no off year. Every time he drops, it's heat. When you have Ghost Riders, you're not going to fall off. You're not going to fall off. <laughs> 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 just to let you know josh um i don't know if he still is but 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 he was an excellent rapper back in the day Ooh, all right. oh, I still, yeah i still got it you still got it okay yeah he, he would get on stage you know at the parties everything it's not bars and whatnot so so, so but, e as a uh as a professional sir right 
can you tell when Drake is yeah. writing his own lyrics versus not? You can like think about it, right? Everybody has a time when they're very, very, very hot. So when you have ghostwriters that are very, very, very hot and they're at their peak right now and they're dropping stuff for you, you can go to them multiple times. They're not going to run out of hits because they're not, you know, they're not just constantly, constantly having to come out. That's why he's so fired. That's what people don't understand. That's why he is fired. That's why we, so we hear and we like, oh, oh hmm. new heat. So basically, they're saying he has the formula down. He just keeps keeps following it up over and over again. Yes, absolutely. He, he has the formula down pack, down pack. I mean, because we discussed this Mill, before. We all know Meek Mill was a real rapper, and he got trashed from a song easily. Easily, a battle rapper getting trashed like that. Sure, uh, Jersey Liddy. Because <laughs> I think at, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know demographics and we'll get a uh, Banks's take on this because he definitely listens to Drake more than I do I mean me personally I I don't think I've listened to anything from Drake uh let's say by choice in the past five years because I I feel like I've outgrown <laughs> his music because he's not going to tell me anything new that I don't already know right his music is for yeah. people who like to go party people who are consumers people who want to let's say disassociate from reality right and just have fun that type of thing live in the moment and I'm, I feel like I'm way beyond that type of uh, music. Yeah, I can't see Josh listening to Kiki, Do You Love Me? What about you, Banks? Man, you, you in the building with us or what, man? Yeah, I'm listening. I got to tell you something, man. Drake, Drake's Take Care album was on the charts for 405 weeks. 405 weeks. Who does that? No one. We're talking about this year right now from that uh, academic uh, video. Saying he, uh, did he fall off in 2020? No. Drake didn't even Drake didn't even put an album out. All he did was just put mixtapes out. So I don't understand when they, when it comes to their comparison, they're comparing God's plan, which did a billion streams or whatever, but that's one song. Drake has put a body of work a body of songs out where people are still listening and playing and putting in their memes and the videos on the gram or on social media. So I don't understand how Drake fell off when he put Reese out with, uh, with DJ Khaled or Popstar, or, um, you got the song he did with uh, Chicago freestyle. Like you got all these little things here and there are laughing off that are still making people go out and consume the music, listen to the music, quote his songs. And to say Drake fell off, it just doesn't make sense. Drake has been consistent ever since he's came out. Like hit after hit, album after album, he's always been consistent putting music out. Other artists, you know, then they don't have the same track record in regards to what Drake has done musically and when it comes to his sales. And the reason why Drake does so much more better because Drake understands what people buy into. When you listen to music, people always gravitate gravitate towards the melodies. Every song Drake puts out, or majority of songs that Drake puts out, there's some sort of melody to it. Same thing with 50 Cent. His songs, 50 Cent is a songwriter. He understands the craft of one putting music out. It's the melodies that draw people into wanting to listen more. The melody makes the song. 
And that's all Drake is doing. And he doesn't stay in one lane. He goes into different genres just to, just in case if someone gets bored or doesn't listen to what doesn't want to listen to that particular sound. Drake's goes to another another sound where he might go into the Latin or he might go into the UK rap or he might go into the drill. He's always recreating himself, not staying stagnant. And this is the reason why Drake has had the career he's had. What do you feel about East comments? You mean culture vulture and drill and stuff? And and, and, and being a ghost, you're having the ghost writers. Hmm? What'd you say? Hey, what'd you say? Also, what do you feel about the ghost writers that he was talking about earlier? That, that, that's the reason why he stays on top because he's got ghost writers. He got a team behind him, you know, no matter what. Stuff like that. Well, a lot of your favorite artists have teams behind them. They just don't say it. So, I mean, that's irrelevant. I mean, if you want to go into MC, blah, 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 I mean, you could do that. But a lot of people have ghost writers. I mean, Drake, Drake has been vocal about uh, the people he has behind him. And Drake has also been a part of ghostwriting camps in the past for other artists when he was younger and i mean even with kanye west when he even says like when it comes to orchestrating uh, a masterpiece or putting out something sonically that gravitates to the masses i feel like in order to really have uh some sort of longevity you gotta have somebody behind you saying like oh this is good or throwing ideas out there and in regards to saying like Drake doesn't write music, I mean Drake has written songs for other artists that are clearly positioned where he, like for instance, um, an old song, Alicia Keys' "Unthinkable." He wrote that. Beyonce's um, on the um, I can't remember the name. He wrote songs for Beyonce. He wrote songs for Alicia Keys. He wrote songs for other R and B artists. He does. He's done things for Kanye West like I don't to say this whole ghostwriting thing I mean it's, it's nonsense because if you look into other artists I think you'd be surprised on how many people do the same thing if not worse yeah I, okay I mean I think he's more uh, because of his stature that's probably why he's, why he's more scrutinized about it I guess you know that's you know it's lonely at the top I guess right so that, that's how they say it why that's the only reason drake is <laughs> he's been consistently winning ever since he came out ever since ever since so far so gone he's been putting hit after hit at after hit after anthem after anthem he's been consistently doing that every year he does it what drake has done there's a lot of others he's never done before. i think he has the formula i don't know if his actual songs have longevity you know, I don't think in 20 years we're going to be saying, like, Kiki, do you love me? I don't think it's going to be like, you know what I mean? But you could, you could, could put that on, but there's people. Drake has songs that will carry over. Successful. Came over came 10 years ago. 10 years ago. People are still playing that song. Yeah, some. But, I mean, he got a lot more. That and take to bring Take Care back into into play. That album has been on the but billboard. Keep it real. What's going to keep you hot? Seven years. Seven years consistent. Who does that? And you talk about Listen, people that about Drake. A person that got multiple. A person that got multiple hot people that they can go to. That's who does that. I'm telling you. When you when you got when you got ghostwriters and you can just say, "Oh shit, it's drill season. Let me go get my boy that do drill. He got something hot already for me." Mm. Bow. In essence, to that, 
People have ghostwriters. Still don't do the same. don't do the same. The numbers as Drake does. There's people who have ghostwriters that can't even sell the amount of units that Drake does. So I don't. Drake understands music. Drake understands the formula. Drake understands. Yeah, I mean, he's also an actor, so he has he has a lot of good points. Yeah, so he's also an actor. He has a lot of good 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 stuff with that. You know what I mean? You can act out anything when you when you you, you know you've been doing that for a while anyway. Well, well, I'm gonna tear him up while we out here. Right. I think uh, what Big Mike is alluding to, and I agree though. What about? Is that I think there's a difference between being being at the top of the game and then having <laughs> having hits that come out, and they're going to be hits because you're at the top of the game, not necessarily that it's actually quality work, because you can't even it, it's in a vacuum, so you can't properly dissect it until it's like decades in the in the future. Drake has 28 billion streams. He's the right but he's a product of the of the times right of the technology now what about other rappers would it what if tupac came out now how many streams would he have or, or big or, or jay-z or whoever you know what i'm saying so yeah i think he's a product of the time and, and, and let's be clear like it's not a lot of great rappers out these days who yeah who's so. this competition Banks? competition. No, but like, <laughs> but that that's that's kind of the the argument. I mean, it's true. It is only saying it's Kendrick Lamar, but Kendrick Lamar is like a hermit. He'll come in, put some stuff out, and then nah. Hide see, those are two totally demographics for me. Like, they do totally different in regards things. Regards to uh, presence and sales, the only person you can really say is Kendrick. Kanye, I would say, is his competition. That's Kanye it. But Kanye has been on decline on a decline though in regards to. Uh, the body of work that he's been putting out, and he hasn't really been consistent in what uh, he's done in, in comparison to what he's done in the past. So even though Kanye's a phenomenal producer, he, st- he has not been consistent. And the top song on Kanye's uh, album before, Jesus is King or whatever, Drake wrote. Right. So I, 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 I think Josh hit it on the head. He's a product of the time. Right. And again, I'm not saying he's not talented. I ain't saying he's not nice. I'm just saying we can't really judge it because it's in a vacuum. Right. We said the same thing about Jay-Z decades ago. And where is Jay-Z now? So, we again, I'm just willing to give him the time. I'm willing to be patient and see where he at 10 to 20 years. Yeah. But anyway, let, let, let's move on forward past Drake. Um and uh, we got this thing about uh, the, the comedian Godfrey. He went off on Vlad TV about the rep. You see that banks about the reparations? Hold on, I'll play it. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Against cash right now, right now in America, seventy percent of the population is against cash reparations okay. to African Americans. Descendants of slaves, of course. It would bankrupt the whole country. It would bankrupt the whole country, but um, for the people that built the country to make you that fucking money, yeah, you understand? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden now you worried about being bankrupt when you spend yeah. trillions of dollars on defense, trillions of dollars on unnecessary bullshit, trillions of dollars to send black men, especially to jail, trillions of dollars to drug the fuck up uh, our whole country. Trillions of dollars to fuck the food up, to fuck the air up, to fuck the water up. Trillions of dollars to to make people sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker in this country. But you mad 
We have the late um, Dr. Bath who created the laser eye surgery. We have Dr. Gladys who's still alive, who's almost 80 years old, who created GPS. We have the guy who created the algorithm for Instagram who's a 21-year-old Ghanaian kid. We've done all this shit. Then the internet was discovered by a Nigerian guy in the 80s. Like, we've done all of this innovation, even though we've been shit on. You don't want us in your neighborhood. You don't want us in your schools. You don't want us doing anything. But then when we say, hey, okay, that's cool, because Muhammad Ali said in the 60s, he said, hey, man, I, I think we should have our own state. I don't want to live amongst you motherfuckers. They were like, well, why not? You don't want us around. You're segregating everything. And then as soon as we want to go, white people start panicking. Right now in America. Okay. Uh, that was Godfrey and Black TV. Let's, let's go with Banks, man. What, what are your thoughts on that when you see it? I mean, Godfrey is right. Um, in regards to the whole reparation thing and bankrupting America, I mean, I don't think that would be the case, especially with when it comes to the, the stimulus package and all these uh, forms of relief that they've just been putting out money hearsay and all that. I don't think it would necessarily bankrupt the United States, but in regards to providing some sort of uh, traction for, based on what people have done, what our ancestors have done to build this country, it is warranted. There has to be some sort of uh, I would maybe maybe not even go into just like a monetary uh, scale, but some sort of programs to help uh, uplift uh, the communities that are struggling, that are that don't have the awareness, the financial savviness of uh, being able to uh, lead and do what other um, nationalities are doing in the United States because. What they say, you know, what, 20, 50 steps back in comparison to others based off of what we, based off of what we've been, what we were brought into, what was taught to us in regards to financial literacy, when regards to investing, in regards to real estate, uh, purchasing of land. We don't understand uh, the demographics of controlling and keeping money. So as opposed to just giving money away, which in most, in most instances people would just blow anyway, I would create some sort of programs and reliefs and, uh, or generate some sort of education, give them more opportunities to obtain it as opposed to just as opposed to it just being taken away. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when I, when I see that, I'll get to you in a second, Josh, but when I see that, um, to your point, I think about uh, maybe the Dave Chappelle skit, right? Black reparations and where um, everybody was out there just buying chains and having a good time. Like you said, not being able to keep the money or do things through the right way with it and stuff like that. So um, reparations is just a gesture, but it doesn't have to be cash to your point. It can be whatever you're doing now. Should it happen? It should have been happening, right? Cause we did build this country and people, you know, as they look at, you know, slavery and all that stuff, and they look at, you know, the beatings and everything else took place. They don't realize why it was happening sometimes because it was free labor. 
the people did not want to give up the free labor they were getting. That's why they fought so hard to keep it. So as we were building these railroads, these homes, these churches, these cities, it was for free. So the country only functions like it does because you got 400 years of free labor. Therefore, yes, we should be able to get something. Josh, what are your thoughts? And close says, Banks, we can do that on our own time, educate our people. Where's my 40 acres and a mule? <laughs> but that's what I'm alluding to. Like, give us something where we can build wealth, not money. And what I'm, what I'm, what I mean is, give us land, like, give us opportunities to own land, give us opportunities to get into businesses, give us opportunities to get into certain foundations or corporations for us to build our wealth. It doesn't help just to just give out money because you can give money out to anyone, but we have countless examples of people in the past who, or like for instance, people who, who uh, hit the lottery, win a hundred million, 200 million, $500 million, 10, 20 years later, they're broke. Or you have artists who, who accumulated all this, all this amount of money or whatever through their career and towards I the agree. end of their career, it's gone. Or NBA players, or players, where they obtain money and they never had the education or the literacy, the literacy to understanding what it means to have money, and then you see it's gone. So, to answer your question, Chloe, it doesn't help just to give money because there's there's so many opportunities out here in the United States where you can obtain a large sum amount, of, a large sums of money, but it doesn't help if you don't know what to do with the money. And a lot of people can say, yeah, I could do this, I can do that. But you have so many examples of where people who have all this fortune and then it's gone. Kevin Garnett had the top, had one of the top um, contracts in the NBA, amassed hundreds of millions of dollars throughout his career. Towards the end of his career, majority of his money was gone because of him not understanding and just give being uh, um, his trust to other to other partners to where they were basically manipulating and taking his money and then him just saying like okay I just trust you because this is your job but because of that and because he didn't run audits because he didn't understand what he needed to do on against his books he lost through his career so the whole money thing. You want something that's going to create longevity because they can give you $20, 50 $100 million tomorrow, but what, who's to say that's going to last for your kids? Who's to say it's going to last to your retirement? Who's to say it's going to last to your grandkids? It's not. Yeah, you definitely want to try to build, um, you know, the generational wealth if you're going to, you know, do that. Not just say, give me some money right now. Because, again, like you're alluding to, if you're not educated, then what are you going to do with it? Josh, what are your thoughts on all this when you hear it? Absolutely. I just want to say thank you, Banks, because he's remembering the fast lane, right? Because it doesn't matter how much money you have if you're it's a symptom of overspending and being overindulgent, which leads people to losing the money. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You can have a hundred dollars in your account or you can have a hundred million account. If you don't understand what it means to not only generate money passively, then it doesn't matter how much money you're going to give or, or get, excuse me, number one. Number two, I feel like the whole aspect of reparations and you alluded to it originally, Miguel, talking about essentially it's going to be a a political promise that will never come to fruition 
And if it does right. come to fruition, they'll know with complete certainty that it'll end up like that Chappelle skit. That's the only right. way that they would give the money, right? Because I feel like at this point, we're beyond the two-party system. We're beyond waiting for reparations. We should only just focus on creating it from ourselves now and is looking the other direction, no longer looking for any handouts. We're going to go create our own and then we're going to go uh, prevent pe our people and people in general who are interested in learning to never have this issue ever again. Yeah. I mean, you can look at what just happened on a smaller scale to see what we're talking about. Like, you know, with the pandemic, you had the, uh, the, the stimulus checks, but you also had the unemployment, um, uh, stipend and people were making more money out of work than they were making in work and stuff like that. And guess what they were all doing? Just spending it frivolously. Everybody's eating seafood and lobster every day, right? <laughs> they never were doing stuff like that. And then as soon as that money ended, Nobody had any money. And it's like you were making more money than you were working, but somehow you don't have anything saved. It didn't make any sense. So just like that, you saw, you know, just a small amount of money, what people do when they get those lump sums. So I agree with Bank. It, um, maybe if you gave it to them over a period of time, the kind of lottery does like the, um, what do they call that? When they do it over a lifetime, whatever. But if they do that, then just one lump sum. So yeah, I agree with that. But, but to his point, though, um, we should get something for what, you know, we did as a culture to this country. And I feel like by the time they do that, what they'll give will be too little. And it's probably be a slap in the face. And it, it won't be the actual value of what is owed as well. Not at all, man. Like, this is the thing, man. Like, it, it's so crazy. Like I said, man, people don't get it. Like, yeah, you're going to. They didn't care about owning a man. They cared about getting the free labor, right? So this is the thing. These slave owners created a lot of the generational wealth back then that their, their whatever five times grandkids are still living off today. Old money. Ahead of us. Right. Old, 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 old money and stuff like that. But we created that for them. We allowed them to sell that cotton. We allowed them to, you know, uh, ride those railroads to get from place to place and everything they did because we built it up for them. So it's like you really can't ever um, equal out because you guys, you know, for lack of a better term, own the country because of what we did for you. But I don't know what you could do, but something for each family. Not each individual, each family, I think, would be, you know, uh, uh, good at this point. That's just me. But I love the I love the passion in Godfrey's voice. And I also like the fact he's talking about stuff today, you know, that people who are uh, doing the GPS and the internet and uh, and everything else, stuff like that. Like, I don't think we ever get enough credit for, the, for our contributions to America overall. Absolutely. And I would even say to bring up our previous point about the record industry, I would want the record artists to get more of the cut of what they're making, because most of that is still going to the record label. They're only getting, well, 20% or less. They need to be getting at least yeah. over 50%. Yeah, which is why I was so impressed when I watched that Master uh, No Limit documentary that Master P had an 80-20 deal. He was getting 80% of every album sold and whatnot. So I think that was the best, uh, you know, that was amazing, you know, for him to that. So, but um, well, speaking of artists and moving on forward, man, uh, T.I., after trolling Fifth <laughs> and, and others, He's finally got his versus battle uh, versus Jeezy coming up. T.I. versus Jeezy, November uh, 19th. Uh, it was eight over here Eastern time. So what, what are your thoughts on that, Banks? Who, who you got? Jeezy. 
That was easy. <laughs> you don't think CI got a shot? No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I like some songs from T.I. Um, but, like, even going to what Funk Flex was saying, like, even when he put out Rubber Band Man and um, that other single where he didn't necessarily pop off until he had, like, a New York artist. Uh, 24. You're talking about 24th, yeah. Right, right, right. And I feel like with T.I., don't get me wrong, I feel like with his wordplay and all that, he is a definitely a, a unique artist. But when it comes to longevity and um, I guess the appeal of what T.I. has done, I don't think it's really been something that has been consistent. I mean, other than uh, what was the album before he went to jail? Paper Trail. Uh, you remember Paper Trail. That was one of his top selling albums, and I feel like that was like where T.I. was basically hitting that that point of whether he was either going to really, really make it or just descend completely. But, like, those songs were playing everywhere. Like, I remember back in the college days, everyone was playing that Paper Plane song or whatever. Like, and then he had those other songs that, that happened to touch everyone's heart in regards to having T.I. playing on their, on their playlist or on their CDs or MP3 players. But ever since that particular album, I feel like T.I. has been on consistent decline of where he <laughs> hasn't been able to uh, uh, grasp the general public's attention, especially when he came back from jail. Um, but for me, I feel like Jeezy has been some on a decline as well, but I feel like just Jeezy just has those those classics, Doug Motiv- Doug Motivation One on One, and that whole album is just hit after hit. Mm-hmm. And Jeezy was also even with that uh, group he did with that that joint venture he did with Diddy, like <laughs> as a bad group boys. artist, but still oh, had two South. different deals at the yeah. same time. That was yeah, crazy, yeah. just coming out of the jump. Or even before he had yeah, the yeah. uh with Gu- with Gucci Man, and they put that so icy record, mm. like that verse, the snowman. Right, right, right. And I just feel like, to me, I just feel like Zig that a lot of people can gravitate towards in comparison to Ti. I mean, don't get me wrong; he has hits, but I feel like Jeezy just has a a larger body of music that people will remember. Okay. Thanks, also I should say. Any thoughts on this, Josh? You were in college during their heyday, stuff like that. Absolutely. Sky is the limit. That's what Jeezy said. And I want to hear what E-Money got to say about this as well. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But I would say I would have to agree with Banks. I feel like T.I. was at that point right at Paper Trails. He had the point where he could cross over and he, he missed his opportunity. He missed his window. And Jeezy has been more consistent GC has crossed over. Even if you see, even if you look at his pop culture relationship with his significant other, he's been able to cross over and be relevant longer. He's also aligning himself with people like Jay-Z and Diddy and, you know, Rick Ross, people like that on a longer term basis. And as we can see, I mean, T.I. for this entire quarantine has been clout chasing, unfortunately. Right. So Jeezy never had to do that. 
Jeezy still has the classics for, you know, for the hood and everybody, but he can still cross over as well. So I would say it's interesting that we had, you know, someone like Luda, which I always say is going to be at the top, but I say after that would be Jeezy, and then after that would be T.I. And I want to see what I want to see what E Money got to say about this. Go ahead, E. E, what up? Yeah, e, what up? What up? What up? What up? I got it. T.I. versus T.I. versus Jeezy. Who you got, man? Oh, I got Jeezy, the snowman. <laughs> All so the way. why? Like, what would you, what you think right, about it? Because this is what I think, right? As you can see right now, like he said, T.I. is craving for attention. We all see T.I. is craving for attention. But not only that, you barely see Jeezy in the limelight. So you see who got the money right. You see who has their money right. Off of rap, off of investments, off of everything. Before you even get to the verses part under why Jeezy is better. Now, if you want to get to the classics of rap, come on. This is Jeezy the Snowman. Hey. Way more better classics. Hey. Way more better classics. You could play that shit right now. <laughs> I'll cut T.I. off right now for Jeezy right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeezy first album will always be a classic. I definitely agree with that for you guys. And I remember I remember that you could play that, you know, one through seventeen or whatever, and I just, it was just a great album and stuff like that. And that was even banging at, at the strip clubs back in the day. I remember that too. Oh, not. <laughs> but um, but um, but you know what? I mean, yeah, I think I think for the hood people, it's definitely Jeezy. He got more bangers. I disagree with the crossover though, Josh, because you know Ti got like blurred lines with Robin Thicke and shit like that. I think he did cross over. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, Ti uh, crossover. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying he, I'm not saying he didn't cross over, but I'm saying to be permanently crossed over. If he crossed over, crossed over, he wouldn't be starving for attention now, in my opinion. <laughs> I got you, but listen, but I hear you, right? But Jeezy, I don't think he, I don't think none of his songs sold more than Blur Lines. Like you know what I mean? Like like you know what I mean? Like I think Ti was on the bigger songs. What now? You want to agree back? You want to agree back? Let's find out. We got Google. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> and Ti is on Swagger like us, and that was definitely bigger than Jeezy uh, Jones or whatever. So I think I think this too. is more of the uh, the tortoise and the hare. What, what that was that whose song was that? That wasn't Ti's song. He on it. It don't matter. <laughs> I mean, well, well, here, here, wait, 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 wait. They they gifted everyone on that track gifted that song to Ti because he was going to jail. It was a collaborative effort, but it was on his album okay. first, and I felt like everyone on go. that they they gifted that. Like you know what, bro, Sympathy. take this. Yeah, Ti got better pop hits. Live your life with Rihanna. Jeezy ain't got that or whatever. You know what I mean? He got better pop hits, but Jeezy definitely like got that. Like he got bangers. I feel like. Whatever. So, yeah, Jesus even the, 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 like, like don't he got a joint with Timberlake too? Ti, like he got all these songs with all these pop people and stuff. Like yeah, he did. Yeah, my love. He's still starving. But that was all within the same time frame before he went to jail. He's still starving. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like everything you're saying, you're correct. But all this was like within the same time frame before he went to jail. <laughs> when he came back, <laughs> it was over. It was over, especially <laughs> that. It was trash. It was I, trash. I, 
I mean, okay, yeah, I can give you that. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like, I feel like the bigger hits, like sales wise, it would go to Ti. But I feel like in this type of battle, the type of bangers that 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 Jeezy got, you know, but, uh, okay, Mister Atlanta, who's bigger in Atlanta right now, or, or not right now, but who do you think bigger in Atlanta, uh, Banks? Well, none of them are bigger. And there's other, there's younger artists bigger than them. But I mean, I would, okay. I, I would say, I would say, um, Jeezy musically. And you know, I mean, Ti is just like he just happens to pop out here and there, based off of his marriage to uh, Tiny. Um, you know, him talking to him trying to be an activist, or whenever somebody complains about uh, instance at a restaurant or a storefront. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think he's popular in that instance. In that instance, but not for music. Like when it comes to music, I think people are going to rock with Jeezy more in comparison yeah, to. The T.I. Yeah. Speaking of that, that was crazy, too, by the way, because the guy was mad that T.I. didn't call him about that restaurant situation. So that was, right. uh, uh, you know, a little bit uh, like, like like everybody's like, why is he always first that goes everywhere? I don't know. You know, <laughs> what's up with they are. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's move on forward to somebody else in uh uh, another person who be cloud chasing. No, I'm joking. Uh, but Tyler Perry is <laughs> um, built building an airport and stuff like that. And I guess the question I saw was, what does that do to help black people? What are your thoughts when you hear about this airport, uh, uh, Banks? Uh, well, first, I need to figure out what type of airport is it. Is it going to be like a commercial airport, private? Is it going to have its own charter? Like, I I need a little bit more details in order for it to make a you know a decision on whether it's going to be beneficial. But I feel like the key thing of it being beneficial right now, with the little information we know, is if he predominantly hires people that are black and gives them or provides opportunities to actually earn. Um, decent salaries because you know in the airline industry you don't really make any money if you're not a pilot um even with flight attendants flight attendants don't really make money the, the people who work on the at the airports they don't really make any money it's really people on the back end the back office the people in corporate and pilots and some flight attendants from for well really international airlines but other than that they don't really make any money at all so if he if he's able to provide opportunities to uh, give people decent salaries and provide opportunities for them to move up, then yes, this is a big deal. If not, I mean, I don't really see what this is going to do other than just having a black airport. But we still don't know what it's going, what it what crowd it caters to yet. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? I was thinking. Shit, more jobs, way more jobs. Atlanta gonna be popping with money now because everybody gonna be working. We'll see. Uh, uh, Josh, what, what do you think you said? Yeah, I definitely think. Uh, I definitely need more details as well. Context is king at the end of the day, and I'm curious to see what partnerships he has and with which airlines. Right. Um, let's see if uh, Delta. Is going to be at the Tyler Perry Airport since they're very prominent and you know Hatfield Jackson in Atlanta. So it, to me, it's going to be very interesting to see how it you know how it uh, progresses because it could just be a it could be like Teterboro Airport in New Jersey. It could just be for executives. It could be that it could be a, a commercial airport. 
It could be that. It could be a combination of both, kind of like how Trent was before it completely came commercial. So it, it, it'll be interesting. I, th- I just think we need more details. And again, again, uh, a black man having an airport is amazing, but we, we don't know how it's going to affect or impact the black community just yet, right? And to me, it, it actually makes a, a great opportunity for him to create I don't know, Soul Plane 2 or make his own version of Soul Plane 2, something like that, or have uh, some content based around a black-owned airport, like a TV show or a film or something. So there's a, there's a lot of potential there, and we just have to see the uh, the fine print. Do you think that um, he will be looked down upon if he didn't hire a majority black staff? Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. It's defeating the purpose. Thank you. Yeah. And that's his, that, that's his he, claim to fame. What about if he, huh? that's his claim he hired the most qualified? What about if he hired the most qualified applicant? All right? But nah, they got to be black. They got to be black. This the most qualified applicant. That's black. That's all. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Fargo's CEO saying he's unable to hire a uh, uh, high-tier uh, uh, black black representatives to work for his company or give them uh, high, high opportunities to earn uh, executive positions because he doesn't, he can't find the talent. It's just, it just, it, that'll be Tyler Perry would be put in that same window for doing something like that. It just wouldn't make sense. Especially what the thing, the, especially with what Tyler Perry represents to the black community. If he was to do, I don't think he would do that, but if he was to do that, he would lose all the points. Absolutely. And I agree with that completely. Plus, he has all the context, right? So similar to Diddy and Jay-Z and other uh, influential black people, right? They all know the black pilots and the black private plane pilots. So he has all the connections to get those type of people. Okay, who are the who are the uh, trustworthy and most qualified flight attendants who are black, right? Or people of color right. that you worked with in your career. Let's get them here. Pay for the relocation package. What's up? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, I got you. Um, all right. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. Moving on forward, man, to dating and relationships. Uh, on the show, we like to get into that a little bit. Our first, I'm getting echoes killing me, but the first topic is about uh, Wait, who, got, who got the echo? Black woman. I just started hearing it. Well, anyway, it says being an outspoken black woman armed with facts makes you a bully in any situation. And I think it's Amanda Seals, uh, something that goes with that, right? Yes, that's her. That's her right here on the, if you see it. Oh, it is her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So when you see this, Josh, what do you think? You see this? Uh, In certain instances, it's completely factual. However, there's a difference, and I feel like there's another meme about this. There's a difference between being combative, right, and being and essentially actually being a bully and then actually being called out for a bully. And then you want to play the victim, right? So essentially it's an instance where someone can be, can be the, uh, the assaulter but then become the victim as well. And we often see that with that lack of accountability. Okay. Banks, your thoughts? <clears throat> I can't hear Banks. Banks, are there we go. Now we hear you, Banks. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, my thing is this. I 
think the especially with Amanda, she's very outspoken when it comes to a lot of topics. But for this, you know, being an Lost you again, Banks. Uh, hold on, Banks, you hold on. Again. Banks, do you have headphones? Because that might be it. Yeah. All right, what you check on that? E, 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 what you think, bro? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's not that, y'all, you know what I mean? It's being a bully. I mean, it's just the way sometimes they be saying shit. I think um, facts are always good, right, Josh? Like, if you don't have facts, facts are great. So, 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 I, I do like that part of it. Don't be outspoken and come with your just um, opinion, emotional opinions. Yeah, I had emotional opinions, but yes, opinions. But you know, if you have facts, is good. Um, I think like any, I think it's like anything else for anybody, whether you're a woman or a man. Like, we don't always need to assert ourselves in every situation. I guess is what I would say. Like yes. something you could just fall back on, let it play out. Like everything doesn't that need happens, energy. Doesn't need that much energy, I would say. And yeah. whatnot. Cause then you do start to seem like you're 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 a bit of a bully. So um, you know, kinda like I said on, on Poetic Trump last week, perception is stronger than reality, right? So if you do this all the time, you can be perceived as a bully even though you might not be genuinely a bully, stuff like that. So I think that's where, you know, like like that, what they said is a blanket statement, but, you know, what are these situations to where it's happening and how often is it happening? And that's what I think can make you per- get perceived that way. So, and a lot of times these memes are just blanket statements, right, without context. But, you know, things don't just get said for no reason. You know, if you're just a black woman who has facts and somebody's arguing with you and you present them, then no, you're not a bully. Yeah, but nah. if every everything that happens, you got to make it a bit <laughs> high energy situation, then that's for the situation. Thanks. You, you didn't get a chance to talk. <laughs> my, my thing is this. It's just it's not it's not the fact of you having all the facts and you being a bully, being a bully in that context. It's how you present the things that these facts that you have to the masses. If you're going to go off and bark at people and say this, that, and the third and make them feel lesser than you, then yes, you are a bully. There's a, there's a difference on communicating uh, the facts of a situation as opposed to just bulldozing or bullying or putting or breaking down that person that you're presenting those particular facts to. And I feel like a lot of let's just say people <laughs> in, in that context don't really look at it in that particular point. Like they just say all these things and they try to make you feel dumb or try to belittle uh, any, any sort of intelligence that you may have. And I think when you just, when you do it in that way, of course, people are going to automatically look at you as if you are being a bully so an example, I mean, these are not women, but an example, we can use Trump and we can use Barack Obama. Barack Obama we may say something to you that in a sense could, and essentially could locally play you, but he's breaking it down to a point to where it makes sense, right? Where Trump, he's just going to basically 
let's say he's talking about business and he he has several businesses all over the world and you're trying to come come at him for his tax situation he's going to say something as if as if you don't know anything and anything that you are any if anything that you're presenting to the masses is just completely wrong and you're dumb shut up you're fake and i think doing it that way obviously is just going to give you a bad taste as opposed to being as opposed to effectively communicating your your particular points yeah i, I agree with all that 100 percent, man so uh Enough of that, man. Uh, the next, the next topic or next year is uh, stop asking a girl if she has a boyfriend. Take her out. It's longer than that. Well, it's a whole meme, and a response to that. You got that, Josh? For me? Yep. I never noticed you. I know. I never noticed you had mom on your wall right there, Josh. So just now, whatnot. So. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, here we go. All right. I guess I'll read it. It says, the guy says, stop asking a girl if she has a boyfriend. No ring means available, which I agree with. <laughs> Next, he says, though, <laughs> take her out uh, on, different, <laughs> on, different, on different dates. Give her attention. Treat her nice. Make her laugh. And all the above, uh, and I'll, hey, wait, make her laugh, and above all, be honest with her and make her feel safe with you. Then let her decide if she's single or not. This next guy, translation, simp your way into a girl's heart through giving her attention, validation, and resources she has not earned. The then let her decide, uh. I can better read that. Uh, the let her decide part, be in her frame. She should be you. the one deciding if you're worth her, worth it, uh, worth it or not. Meaning that she's the prize. Oh dear Lord. Right, and I want to read that as meaning that she's the prize. That's what he was trying to say um, on that situation. Oh dear Lord. Uh, and uh, Banks, man, we think about that when you see this or, or here. <laughs> Look at our chat anyway. <laughs> Listen, my man is completely right. Which you one? The second part. Like okay. you can't all that doing be like courting and like I mean there's nothing wrong with courting a woman or whatever, but the, the whole being excessive doing all this and trying to prove for for what? Why I gotta be a simp for you to, to show me some sort of attention? Like I, I don't understand. Like I don't feel like that whole process of doing above and beyond just to sway her into even looking towards your direction it's just not right oh I, I feel like i believe in being real uh you know showing of interest uh communicating to the person you know going out having fun uh getting to know the person and then make a decision on that but doing all this extra extra stuff no nah. no nah. no thanks i mean That's i don't know i'm gonna go, go ahead go ahead no you go ahead i'll go last go ahead. Oh no, it's all right. Uh, I'm just gonna say that that's a waste of time and a waste of money. I'm telling you, Not, nobody's doing that. That chase and stuff. That is 2020. No. Nah. <laughs> all right, Josh, your thoughts? Well, I think we already know where Josh stands up on this. The uh, gentleman at the bottom is uh, preaching the gospel here because if you are successful with women, you already know if you're doing the top version, 
you will certainly end up in the friend zone. Number one. Number two, if you follow the second gentleman's suggestion and actually be aware of the facts, right? Then you're going to be more successful with women because you understand how women work. And you, it's, like, it's kind of like, uh, like using a calculator, right? If you don't know how to use a calculator, you're not going to be able to get into answers, even though you can potentially get every single answer by using the calculator. But if you're not trained on how to use one, it's really, you know, useless. So when he says the top guy says, let her decide, you're saying he's really deciding for her by, by his actions, basically, that he'll be in the friend zone. Yes. Gotcha. And uh, uh, close says depends on what the man looks like. Just saying, it also depends what the man is doing with his life as well. <laughs> right. So and, and how and how old and how old the lady is, and the financials what? as well. Exactly. Um. So the uh, I mean, this is a lot to do. I, I'm not gonna say like it's like a class or whatever. I've seen these both of these approaches work. You know, uh, at the same time, sometimes, you know, what I mean, you know who the girls are, but um, I would say um, that the first guy he might be doing a little too much, but the second guy, um, he uh, he might be doing a little too less, in my opinion. There's got to be a happy medium, I feel like, in between. So well, well, again, I would say the second one is saying he, he's not saying do he's not saying not do courtship. He's just saying this is the translation of what he's saying. At okay, the top. okay, I got you. He again that that doesn't mean that approach is going to be that much different, but I think it'll be more uh, strategic and more factually based as opposed to doing exactly what women say they want. But when you, when women are actually presented with what they want, they end up putting those dudes in the friend zone. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with then let her decide if she's single or not. I think that's, um, you know, that's kind of like I'm going to do all this stuff and hope and pray that you choose me. That's a little ridiculous to me and whatnot. So um, I feel like if, if it's happening organically, then it should take its course, you know, as it's supposed to take. But um, I feel like the other guy up top is almost begging a little bit and, and hoping that he gets chosen. And I don't, you know, like that. Uh, he sweat. At all. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, um, you know, treat her nice, making her smile or laugh or whatever. That's cool and whatnot. And, uh, and making her feel safe with you, but just don't like, you know, like I said, have that whole hope and pray mentality that she finally chooses you and whatnot, especially if y'all just in that small courtship phase or whatever, but moving on forward, man. Um, this is, uh, Oh, <laughs> Black women are not a black man's therapist. This should have went with the first meme, actually, but we got that, Josh? Yes. Black women are not a black man's therapist. We aren't here to heal y'all. Black women aren't responsible for black men and their issues. Bro, if this is how y'all feel for real, stay away from black men, bro. Or not. Uh, of course, not every black man isn't emotionally damaged or unstable. But for y'all to basically cast the man aside if you were in a position to help because it's not your problem, yeah, yeah. y'all sound selfish. Is that it? 
Oh, here we go. Uh, I've seen this narrative of black men don't protect black women being pushed. I guess black men with mental health issues don't get that same protection. If you were ever in a place to help a black man and choose not to, you're the problem. Hypocrites are what you are. Mm, this, this is a lot to unpack. But, uh... <laughs> But Banks, uh, <laughs> this guy, right? But Banks, when you hear this, man, what would you think, man? <laughs> the hypocrisy of a woman saying that is just complete foolishness. For you to be in the opportunity, let's say, of higher or whatever the case may be, just, just you being in a better opportunity in comparison to the other person that you're with, and you just choose to completely negate and avoid and not assist or help this person bring this person up is just completely selfish the whole point of life in regards to just breaking it down in the simplest way is to help each other not break each other down you don't accomplish anything by just keeping to yourself and being selfish and i feel like a lot of people who get to certain points of life tend to forget that there was somebody in their corner that helped them so when you run into somebody that might some sort of assistance or help or guidance and you just choose to walk away yes that's completely selfish yes that doesn't really help or add value to us as a collective especially when it comes to being black this whole i made it i'm gonna forget about my, my brother my sister whatever whole thing it just doesn't add up and that's the reason why we are behind because of this particular mindset. Um, okay. Josh, what are your thoughts, man, on this? Yes, it's definitely hypocrisy and probably Josh, one, Yeah, probably my favorite term, which is selective morality, because at times you'll say, again, we'll get into it in the next in the next segment, but essentially you're saying we're not there for you, but this is a prime opportunity for y'all to be there for us and you're saying oh just just forget about it basically yeah uh wait fellas you're dealing with one more mental issues or no uh short term uh, short term oh. for wham bam thank you ma'am absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um i guess chloe's trying to say put put you know uh, what if it was us or whatnot in that situation um uh e what do you think about all this what you hear and reading like I mean, I respect that if if, it, if a, a man with mental issues is too much for you to deal with, then you're right. Yeah, you shouldn't be dealing with that, especially if you got issues. You shouldn't be pouring it out on her anyway. You can't trust her. The moment she get mad, she's going to try and throw that in your face. So you know you got to do better than that. Absolutely. And that, I appreciate that, E, because essentially they're not going to take accountability for choosing the person with those mental issues. So whatever, whatever happened to that entire side of the coin. So even with close question, you saw what I said, I'm consciously making the decision and I'm already putting the parameters on it. This is only going to be a short term thing because as I guess most of the gentlemen know, women who have emotional issues are amazing in the bedroom. Usually (laughs) (laughs) it's a very conscious decision and I'm consciously accepting the ramifications of that decision short term. But women aren't taking that same level of accountability here. Well, I think it's her whole uh, kind of like Banks was saying, but I think it's her whole just blanket mindset, right? If you go to the first slide, 
or whatever when she first uh talked about it how just like wait wait i'm sorry chloe my fault chloe the post saying you are responsible for dealing with someone's mental issues nah i pass no matter what color you are okay that's fair yeah that's uh, fair chloe. but as your whole mindset uh go back to the first slide for me josh oh yeah i got you, you. Go there. yeah where she says black women are not a black man's therapist we aren't here to heal y'all black women are responsible for black men and their issues it's so like blanket that like if a black man did have some forget mental issues say he had things from his childhood he wanted to talk about or bring up her thing is nah i can't be here to help you through that or get you through that i i mean mental issues is something different chloe she's talking about just like the guy got you know he, he want to talk through things that happen in his life like but she's like no i can't i can't do that for you but on the other hand wants him to be there for her so i feel like that's very hypocritical go ahead josh you say something Oh, no, no, you, you're right on. Keep going. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's very, very, very hypocritical. And if you're with a person, you're supposed to be with a person for all of it. Now, obviously, if there's, um, you know, uh, a very extensive mental problem where there's medication and things involved, then that could be too much of a burden for people. But if, if it's stuff she's saying, like, I'm not your therapist, I can't be here to help you through your issues, and I, I can't heal you, like, well, what are you here for then? You know what I mean? Some, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. I don't need you. Take a, take, take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for you. There's no, no need, need for you. Right. At, at, You're at not providing all. anything. You're not providing anything. No. Address like, myself, and, and, feed myself, clothe myself. And not only home. that, she's like, not only not providing anything, she's creating a hostile environment. What does God feel like? Yo, I can't talk to my girl about how I'm feeling because she's going to feel like I'm soft or, you know, um, that she got to heal me and stuff like that. So he got to hold it all inside. Again, what is she there for? And to, to close point, I think that's the point that we're all making as the fellas, right? Chloe is that essentially a man's worth to a woman is predicated on the ability to support her emotionally. And essentially these ladies are saying that they're not even willing to do the same because I would say at a certain age, especially if the lady has engaged in premarital sex, the, the statistical likelihood that they have more emotional issues and trauma has skyrocketed, especially after the age of 25. So a lot of women already fit into this category. So a lot of men will have to be their therapists regardless of the race. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. We should be each other's therapists when it comes to that. We all got some sort of scarring and trauma. Nobody had a perfect life. So for you to say, like, I can't be here to heal you and, and all this other stuff, I feel like is a little bit, you know, a little yeah, bit. I'd, I'd have felt insulted. Yeah. And I, you disrespect, you know, expect the same thing in return. I can't hear nah. you. Nah, uh, don't, don't, don't expect nothing in return. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a deuce in return. That's it. <laughs> can't do it or whatever. But um, moving on forward, man, on to the next topic. Um, gotcha. We got, uh, oh, uh, oh, your girl, what's her name? Erica Lachey defending black men. Go ahead, Josh. You got that. Yeah, I got you. Hold on. Oh, wait, we got we have close point real quick. Healing can also allude to that fix him up mentality after he's been to jail or has crazy issues, possibly in this post. But again, that goes back to the accountability. Who are choosing these men? 
Right. If he's been in jail, you know about that already. So, you know what I mean? And if he needs healing from jail, like, you, we should expect that. He was in jail. So, again, you chose the guy. <laughs> so, right. The, they, uh, they are passing the accountability better than Steve Nash at this point. So. Mm. Pretty good. All right. Keep it going. Erica Lachey. I notice y'all really can't stand it whenever I make a post defending black men. There's always a barrage of comments like, we gotta hold them accountable. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for accountability, but when do we not hold black men accountable? It's like every day, every time I get on the internet, someone is always talking about what black men not doing right. As a matter of fact, the only time we do bring up black men is to hold them accountable for the stuff that they not doing. I mean, it's almost like we're letting our personal experiences and the media first and foremost dictate how we feel about our own men. Never mind the several instances of black men who are protecting black women. Never mind the black man who pulled a black woman out of a burning building. Never mind the black man who jumped in front of a group of girls and lost his life defending them. Never mind the black men who are taking 12-hour shifts to defend a black woman in their neighborhood. Never mind that the majority, the vast majority, over 80% of black men are married to black women. We gotta stop letting the media tell us that our men don't love us and protect us. That's a lie. This country is hell-bent on destroying our men. Let's not help them. Woo! Bars. <laughs> she's spitting all right well, what, what are you thinking what she said he said she uh god go. i mean i love her <laughs> god I, what can you say what's why could they why would they be mad at her for defending us like that 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 was beautiful i mean shit. Okay, well, he's a little baffled by it. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. She is the perfect example of a woman who is not bitter. Thank and you, alluding to the Alluding to that three-slide comment about women doing this, I could see if she was in that predicament, she would be able to own it with complete, with complete, with, with a completeness of, like, not having any issue. Like, all right, this is my man. I got this. And I feel like when you run into people like that, it's in a sense it's sad to say it's very rare. Yeah, but you gotta keep that. You 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 want when you run into that, you don't want to leave that because mm. there's not many people out there like that who are willing to take accountability or who are willing to speak up for you. Like, come on, there's not many women out there that's gonna speak up for the man, especially if even if you did something where you know you shouldn't have done, for somebody to sit there and just have your back, come on. Come on. Like it's just that's a win right there. So I feel like especially what she's doing, what she's doing, and then even with people coming at her, other women coming at her for trying to just speak on a fact. Like, the, America's against the black man. We have all these other issues, especially dealing with, with um, back in the, with the slave times, with how we've been just consistently broken down. So, of course, we're going to have issues. It's just, it's just a given. But a lot of people tend to forget that. And I feel like with what she's saying, what she's broadcasting is just is just completely right. And she is she is the real one. I appreciate her. Set that tone. Do the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, hey Banks. Of well, course we do. I'm about to answer her question. <laughs> of course, let's go with yes. the comments. Anytime, especially when it comes to what me and Josh always talk about. When it comes to black women marrying a white man and a and a black man marrying a white woman, the 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 the, the as as Josh would say, the selective morality in regards to what they convey and put out there. When you see a black woman marrying a white man, you say, "Go sis, there you go, get the bag, blah blah blah." 
white, you see a black man marrying a white one. Oh my gosh, it's just World War One. Oh, why he gotta do this? Oh, he does does not enough queens out there. Oh, of course he's gonna go for a Becky. Like all these stupid comments. Like what does that have to do? And and I get the I get the point of where some men may talk down or whatever. I, I get that, but the ones who don't do that. But it's just that's the person that they just told us to be with. It's an issue. So it's just it's it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Absolutely. And it goes back to one of our original memes of the let's say the black woman being viewed as a bully oftentimes. And it comes with that selective morality. And to answer a closed question, I actually have a meme queued up just by chance from Michael Blackson out of all people. So many kids grow up thinking they have a deadbeat father the whole time. All they really had was a very bitter mother. Because why? <laughs> right? Because the mother is going to set that tone and not the right way, as Erica said, right? She's going to set that tone in a negative way. And that is common, which is why Claude knows to ask this question. I feel like this is a rhetorical question, Claude is, with all due respect. We already know this is the truth. And this is constant throughout our entire lifetime. And it will be a constant throughout our entire lifetime because that's the tone and as she said the whole the whole goal is to break down to to break down the black family right to emasculate the black man which is one of the main ways you break up the black family when you add elements of feminism which views of uh, men as uh worthless right so you don't even need you don't even need a man so that's another way that you break down the back the black family so to me, this is adding fuel to the fire. And a lot of women are sipping this bitter Kool-Aid because they're bitter and they're emotionally bitter. And like the, the previous meme, they're the ones who actually have those mental emotional issues because they chose incorrectly. So they got to take accountability for their actions. They got to realize not everyone is like that. And more specifically, they got to put themselves in a position to be of interest to men who don't have those issues because right now in their life, that's all that they're attracting. So they got to look in the mirror as, as opposed to casting blame and aspersions to everyone else. Yeah. Um, it's a lot here, but I feel like what, um, what, what banks is saying is always true. It just happened this week with, um, what's her name? Kiki or whatever Palmer. Yeah. With, with, with the white dude. Yeah. And it was all these comments about how, you know, why can't she be happy? Blah, blah, blah. But if it was a black dude, it'd be totally different. And it's like every single time. <laughs> Let a black dude post a video of him just sitting this white girl kissing all over him like Kiki was doing to that dude looking helpless. <laughs> I can see the com- I can see every spiritual whatever, spiritual whatever in the shade room and all these other gossip gossip um, channels ripping them apart. Fill the comments. See, this is what I'm talking about. I, 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 look, it's it's just sad. I don't. It just doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't make, make any. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get what they're saying. And back to what Josh or whoever was saying that you know, to oh, Chloe's question. Yes, my whole life. I remember as a kid hearing that black men are dogs, they're lazy, we don't want to do this, that, and the third, from black women. I'm saying I grew up in a house full of black women, and I heard this uh, a lot of times. So I I, I sometimes get shocked that I've heard so much negative from black women about black men, but then they get mad if they go outside their race. I'm like, 
that would be the logical next step, right? You don't want me, so why wouldn't I go outside the ring? Thank you, Miguel. And number number one, thank you, Miguel. Number two, you know who's not saying those things about black men? The women in other races. Dear Josh, if we was on the shade room, they would have killed him for that. (laughs) I see now twenty thousand comments. Oh, he must have been hurt. Oh, he doesn't like he doesn't like our queens. Oh, Uh oh, yeah, right. But that's the truth. It's It's the truth, truth, man. We don't we don't get no backlash from anyone else. Nope. (laughs) He like nope. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I mean, I have heard it. Uh, my whole life. So I don't know if Close is insinuating that she don't believe it's true or was it a rhetorical question? Seriously. But either way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. yes um, it, um, it, it definitely does happen. It's Going all the way back to Erica in the beginning of this, um, you know, I, I, it is dope that she's defending us in a way and even bringing out stats. Like 80% of black men are married to black women, but yet they say, y'all all want white girls. Well, the numbers don't say that. So, you know, <laughs> you, how, how can you how can you do that? And even the black men like who want white girls, and we, we did this on New You Radio before, so I don't want to go deep into it or whatever like that. But like John is saying, it's always a comment, but you don't know why. He just liked the girl he saw. He might not, it, it didn't matter her color sometimes or whatever like that. And I feel like that we don't always look at it that way. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I like Erica. Man, I follow her. I think she's dope. And, uh, you know, appreciate that. I, I think Josh posted that. Absolutely. And, and she was speaking facts. She didn't seem like a bully to me. What about you, fellas? Nah, nah, not at all, not at all. And and we see that. And I just want all the ladies who may who may be. Thank you, thank you, E. So I want all the ladies to pay attention. Who may be bitter? Who may not be able to look themselves in the mirror right now? Look at E's first reaction after seeing this video. Absolutely in all, absolutely mesmerized. There's a difference, as Banks said. Set that tone. Keep that same energy, and your life will change forever. There we go. And uh very last post of the night in the dating context is uh it's a meme also. Uh I believe you got that, Josh, about relationships. I this one I couldn't find. I think it might have got right. deleted. Don't worry about it. I can read it. It said uh relationships only work if the guy uh is more in love with the girl than she is with him. Or not. I don't remember that one or not, but do you agree with that, Banks? Oh, you heard me or not? Thanks, Josh. Do you agree with it? <laughs> no. Oh, there you go, thanks. All right. No. Yeah. No, I don't agree with it. Um, I mean, it, it depends. It depends on the person. Because I mean, okay. if you're saying if a woman, you're saying if a woman likes you more, right? No, we're saying the guy is more in love than with the girl that she is with him. Like the guy no. is more in love. No, mm, that won't work. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because especially going back to that sim thing, if the dude's more in love with the with the woman, right, and he's doing all these things, and Mike, you have friends like this, I won't put them on blast. But <laughs> if he's doing all these things and uh, really putting putting all the the money and showing them off on social media and courting them and doing all that, the woman eventually is going to either get bored or she might feel so sorry for you where she's going to stay with you but she's going to start going into her side, you know, and find somebody else giving her or blowing her back out because you're not doing it. 
and I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you see this happen so many times, especially with some of these rappers. They're giving them all, they're buying them Birkins, they're buying them Chanel bags, doing all this. And they always comment on my, on my boy Fat Boy with that chick he's with right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the 23-year-old. You know, she has a kid with somebody else. I know that. Now she has a kid with him. Yeah, I looked at her page. I didn't, I, I just, I had a, because I was curious, because I see everybody saying the same thing. Oh, she's going to leave you. You're buying all this for her. Why are you doing this? Because one, she, I don't think she does anything. That's one. Two, uh, I hate to use this as an example because Fat Boy's a good dude, but I, I just have to. Um, but she's 23. She had a baby prior with someone else. Now she has a baby with Fat Boy. She's, once again, she's 23 years old. He's buying her all these expensive bags and doing all this stuff for her. And I don't think she does anything other than him just sponsor her. And she's young. So yeah. I, I hate to be negative, but by doing all that, you're just creating a hole deeper and deeper for you either to get played or to get embarrassed completely by some regular dude who's just probably just piper. <laughs> And not doing any any of the stuff that you're doing, I, I hate it. I hate I hate to be so like direct, but it happens so many times, and it, it's sad to see it in in the comments. I hate to put it in that in that direction, but by you loving and doing all this and being more aggressive to that approach in comparison to the woman, nah, <clears throat> she's gonna play you hard, and she's gonna do it. And and if she's smart, she's gonna do it in such a clever way where you you probably would never notice until somebody actually tells you. And even if they tell you, you probably still aren't going to notice because you're so foolish in <laughs> your your heart being out there until you actually see it or end up on Mars. <laughs> mm, that's facts. But that's the truth, man. It's the sad truth. But yeah, it, it, it won't work. Okay. E, what do you think about it? If the uh, uh, Relationships will only work if the guy is more in love with the girl than she is with him. What do you think about that? False. False, false, false. Because, you know, certain people in that situation right now, and it works better when the girl loves you more than you love her. Hmm. Okay. Works way better. I don't care what they talking. <laughs> okay. Josh, I'm, I'm dying here. This now. <laughs> well, again, if we look at the most successful long-term relationships, let's say with marriage and a lifetime partner, usually that is the case. That's usually the case of our parents' generation and their parents' generation, right? Where the right. there is an abundance of love and there is the illustration of love, uh, let's say more so from the woman than the man. And in today's, let's say today's society, where it's looked down upon to do traditional roles, Right. Some people might view things like cooking and cleaning and doing all those things as loving someone more when it's actually just, you know, keeping a household together. So I think there might be two different things. But I think for today's vernacular, it makes more sense to say that because you're going to have to be doing those type of things to keep a high value man at the end of the day, because what else do you what else do you provide? because the only thing that you provide is literally a depreciating asset at the end of the day. And that's always going to fade. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that fat boy thing has kind of got me crazy because like he was buying her all types of stuff for her birthday. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And she didn't even say, thank you. She was like, she didn't say she ain't hug him. She ain't do nothing. I was like, what? Yeah. She and, then I remember, 
And everybody was like, 23? She looked 30. I was cracking up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but that probably comes from, honestly, her the way she looks comes from that lifestyle that she lives, honestly, or whatnot. Just not working and getting free stuff, whatever, whatever. But, you know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. She got, she got a crazy body, but I, it's, it's not for him to be in that position. I'm not doing that. I'm not making it. I'm not doing that. I'm not wifing anything. I'm not doing all these purchases. Nah. Mm-mm. Banks, you, you ain't out here buying purchases. Hey, you know, everybody's different. First off, if I had the money, I'm not buying anyone a Birkin. Because one, I understand the craftsmanship and the how long it takes and all that. Don't get me wrong, it takes a long time to make the bag, the, the fine quality. But Birkins itself, they're ugly. They're ugly bags. I don't understand what's so great about them in regards to appearance-wise, but hell no. And I remember there was a uh, producer, an artist, putting a video out there, like just saying the same thing. Like I, he was like, I have the money to buy it, by the way, but. I don't understand why people are going so crazy over these ugly bags. These bags are hideous, and they are hideous. Like it, it's, it's just like a staple point of just them following. He shakes like this person has it, and it's popularized, so I gotta have it. But in essence, in my at least in my opinion, the bag is trash. I would never buy anyone a Birkin bag. Never. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, the, and the person that and the person that created that trend, sorry to cut you off, was Sweetie. With her and Quavo or whatever, or you got to get a Birkin. The first off, I, I, I got to talk on talk on Sweet Tea because <laughs> Sweet Tea is the finesse. She is the ultimate finesse. You could see it all over her. With I'm not going to even get into the plastic surgery and all that, but you could see it with her looks and how she carries herself. She is the ultimate finesse queen. And Quavo probably don't care anyway because I don't th- I don't know think he's going to marry her. I don't know, but he's just probably playing to it. She's a bad chick. I'm just going to do this, whatever. But you could see she's a finesse, especially when she put out when she was speaking about um, the strip clubs and all that, how she used to be uh, a waitress. If you think about it, waitresses in the strip clubs are meant to the finesse as much as they can take out of you. Get as what as much money as you as they can get from when it regards to tips or putting or tipping them out, whatever, uh, playing cute or doing all this just to keep you there. And take as much money as you have or that you have to spend at that particular establishment. That's what they train you to do. And just to see her trying to be a rapper and doing all this and taking other people's songs and remaking them. And then just her doing all these little videos and all this just adds on to the fact of this is just an opportunity for her where she's as finessing as much as she can get. And then eventually something else is going to happen and then it's going to fade out. This yeah, yeah, mark yeah. my words. I said it here. What's it's going to happen. What's gonna happen is he's gonna fall off and she's gonna be gone. Facts. She's gonna amber Facts. rose him. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean especially if, No, go ahead, go ahead, Banks. Especially if um yeah, especially if let's say the Migos or Quavo like go cold and um lose their millions or whatever, or find out they don't have any money or whatever, or the record the record company takes their money. Sweet Tea's not going to be there. She's not going to be that ride or die. She's out. She's out, out for the next Birkin. The next out. Birkin purchase it. She's not going to be there for you. She's just there. And she said it herself with the video. Like, you got to be with a man who's able to support and buy you these nice things. She didn't say her, you know, uh, duplicate it. 
she's saying like you got to do this you got to do that and that's how you get to keep that's how you keep a chick like me she literally put that out there on video well, i don't understand who why would anyone want to be with it with, with something like that but hey to each his own me if i see the minute i saw something like that it's over <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, so, it's uh, you know, the generation with the whole with the whole finessing, like you said, is crazy. Um, back to the back to the comment, um, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I think if if you're um just showing, you know, especially if you if you show it right, like it's one thing to feel it or whatever, but if you show it, like you know, that you are completely more in love with her than you are, most of the time she will use that to her advantage. And not only that, it'll start to kind of wear on, on your whole, you know, your whole relationship and stuff like that. So um, if it's constant, constant, constant of you just showering them with gifts and feel like you got to prove yourself and other type of stuff or whatever. It's just, like I always say, it, this will not end well for you. So I kind of want to end it like that and whatnot. But. That's been our show, man. Another episode of Food for the Culture. Definitely want to appreciate the guest, Eve, for coming on, man. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to Eve. Appreciate you. Time. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and next time I come on, drop some bars for us, bro. Ooh. No, I, I got you. No, I ain't going to drink it. I ain't going to drink it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see if you still got it, man. But, uh, you know what I mean? Please like, comment, and subscribe. Another show, man, Josh. Throw your thing on the ones and twos up there. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. All right. Peace.